Hi, welcome to episode 637 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott. Perhaps you know me best as a guy who got eliminated in the first round on a recent episode of Naked Attraction. Every week on the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue with the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 700. Today, it's Fantastic Four 637, a.k.a. Fantastic Four Volume 6, number two, released in September 2018. Where We Make Our Stand, by writer Dan Slott and artist Sarah Picelli. So the issue starts on some alien planet with Reed, Sue, and their two kids, and the entire collection of future Foundation kids. Alex, the kid from Power Pack, a couple of Morloids, a couple of Fish kids. You know, all those characters that suck. Why are they still here? I don't recall them all being lost together at the end of Secret Wars. Reed has some kind of goatee, which is not a good look on him. It makes him look like Doctor Strange. They're with this other guy, a big, tall, red-skinned alien dude named Prince Arboro, and Reed is putting the finishing touches on some kind of defense system to the so-called, uh, to keep the so-called uh, termitroids away from Arboro's people's forest. It's obvious that everyone has aged a great deal since we last saw them. Valeria, we see Valeria, she has boobs. She's aged like eight or nine years since the last time we saw her. The prince thanks everyone and makes an offer for Valeria to be his consort. Congratulations, Reed. You just helped out a pedophile. But then again, considering his past, you know. But really, I have no idea how old this prince is. Maybe he's 13 years old too. Reed asks Franklin to go ahead and create the next universe for them to explore. And so, he does, with the help of Molecule Man. Ugh, why is he there? What the hell is going on? Oh, fan Franklin is uh, creating the universes, and then they go explore these universes. Oh, it sounds rather boring to me. Prince Arboro asks if, he created, if they created his universe, and Franklin says he did, and points out that this makes him his god. So if that's the case, Arbro is probably only a few weeks old. So forget everything I said earlier. Maybe Valeria is the one that's kind of screwed up for being attracted to uh, Arbro. So the FF go on to explore other worlds. There's a world with hybrid animals like unicorns and kangaroos together. Kangacorns? Or is it uniroos? There's a universe of mostly aquatic planets. Planets with water. You know, the word aquatic doesn't sound right. I've seen it a million times in writing. I've never spoken it out loud before. Aquit aquitic? Aquitic? Then there's a universe with a lot of volcanoes. Isn't exploring these weird made-up universes kind of like hearing someone talk about their dreams? It's just kind of pointless. Later, they're camping out on some cold planet, and uh, Valeria is unsuccessfully trying to contact Prince Arboro with her communicator. Franklin asks her if she can boost the signal on that thing to possibly contact Earth. It seems that the kids miss Ben and Johnny. 
Reed and Sue, I guess. Don't. They really seem like they're not trapped in doing this. They could go home at any time. At least that's the way it seems. So it's still nighttime. Sue's just sitting out in the snow. Ass on the ground, in the snow, shivering like she's cold as hell. Why is she sitting out there in the snow? Get in the tent, woman! Reed comes along and offers her a cup of coffee. Knowing how these two operate, they're probably going to make another baby on this crazy alien world. Sue says they're exploring and making their own universes. And she asks Reed, What do you call that? And he replies, Happily ever after? I call it a boring comics. They better get back to Earth soon. No one wants to read a comic about them exploring worlds created by their son. Ugh, yawn. In another instance of great timing in a comic book, the next day, when Franklin is about to create another universe, he wants to create a universe of nothing but amusement parks. He wants to create the Orlandoverse, but oh no, just like Jim Shooter, his powers to create new universes is gone. I actually love how fast this happens. Molecule Man is there to tell everyone that Franklin's universe creating powers are gone, and that's it. Done in one page. At the bottom of the page, we see some bad guy grinning, saying, Finally, the boy god's reign is over. Time to make things right again. As the FF and company are about to get back onto their ship, the villain quickly reveals herself as a portal opens and a bug-shaped ship flies into the area. The leader of these bad guys calls herself Entropy, Heat, Death, with the title The Griever at the End of All Things. She's got blue skin, an outfit that barely covers her boobs, and a tall hat that makes her look somewhat bug-like, and two giant assistants who look like blood-sucking leeches. She says that she's here to mourn, mourn their passing and to get rid of all those extra universes that were created. Molecule Man leaps into action first, attacking the portal in the sky that looks like uh, the sky has cracked open. The Griever at the end of all whatever, she attacks back, zapping Molecule Man with rays of pink energy. And she's got these big leech monsters that she orders, gobble them up, my little endlings. And for my part, and for my part, I promise to shed a tear for each and every atom. It appears that Molecule Man is killed, but really, would a great character like that ever really stay dead? Reed, instead of fighting, orders everyone to run and get on the ship and get the hell out of there. So they take off, the lady in the bug ship chases after them, she is not happy that Franklin created all those universes. It sounds like her job is to grieve for all life in the universe? It's weird. And by Franklin creating all that extra life, she's gonna be very busy. And I don't think being a cosmic entity pays overtime. So she wants to get rid of all these extra universes and get rid of the Richards family while she's at it, just for being a pain in the ass. Sue asks Reed what they can do to stop her, and he replies that he doesn't know, which Sue notes is not something she hears very often from Reed, and it scares her. Next, they appear to be treating Franklin in some kind of sick bay. He feels bad that Molecule Man and all those other people he created are now dead or going to be dead, which is the exact opposite of how I feel. Dragon Man is looking at some readouts 
and tells Franklin that he's still more powerful than the Hulk? Thor? Or the Silver Surfer? Oh yeah, great. Oh, I love this. Next, we see Bentley and Alex making some kind of battle plans, and Valeria, against the wishes of her father, decides to stop the ship at Prince Arboro's world. Most girls her age are into uh, innocent-looking, slightly feminine teen boy pop stars. She likes weird alien dudes with Yoda ears. She quickly makes uh, the ship crash land on Arboro's planet, much to the displeasure of her dad. Arboro quickly shows up, he pulls open the door, and is he the only person on this planet? As Reed chastises his daughter, she says that they must make their stand against that griever lady, or the weeper lady, what is she? Right here on Arboro's planet. Already this comic is doing uh, what I most dislike about the Fantastic Four runs in the past 20 years, which is giving Franklin and Valeria too much power too much importance. This issue is more like the adventures of Franklin and Valeria Richards. Franklin attacks first, full of himself after being after being told he's stronger than the Hulk, Thor, and um, I forgot the other person, Moon Knight? Oh, the Silver Surfer. He zaps the Griever lady with a blast of energy and she points her finger and it's like plink and he goes falling into the ground so hard he creates a little crater for himself. I'm still rooting for the Griever lady. And if she kills all the kids, and Reed and Sue have to go back alone, that would be pretty fantastic. So he's knocked out cold, but after a while, he wakes up and crawls out of his crater to find that the rest of his family and team have been defeated by the grieving lady. She's like, the outcome here was never in doubt. She seems giddy that she defeated the Fantastic Four. Reed reminds her it's only half of the Fantastic Four. Of course, with a child that has the powers of uh, Thor, Hulk, and um, uh, Brother Voodoo combined? Oh no, the Silver Surfer. He says, if you had to face all of the Fantastic Four, you would have, we would have defeated you easily. Well, much like Marty McFly, she doesn't like being called a chicken, so she brings out some kind of transporter device and tells Reed to bring it on. So Reed starts working with that machine. Sue says it feels like a trap. Reed says that it is a trap for her. So he fiddles with the machine a bit and we get back to where we ended the last issue with that big giant blue four being projected over planet Earth. Ben and Johnny are standing on the roof with Alicia when the two guys are surprised to be transported to an alien world where Reed and Sue are waiting. For some reason, that griever lady is surprised too. She says, what is this, deception? This is not what she agreed to. And then we turn to the final page and the entire Fantastic Four are there along with what Reed calls his extended family. Former members like Medusa, Storm, Black Panther, Power Man, She-Thing, along with Spider-Man, Wolverine, Nova, Namorita, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Herbie the Robot, just kidding, Moon Knight's not there. Still waiting for him to make his first appearance in the pages of Fantastic Four, by the way. This may be one of the strangest anomalies in all of comics, the fact that Moon Knight has never graced the pages of the world's greatest comic magazine. So Reed is cheating big time 
A lot of those people were never even members of the Fantastic Four. Spidey and Ant-Man were in the Future Foundation. Namorita is there, but not Namor, which is odd. And whatever happened to the Submariner, by the way, I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Now that is the end of the issue, which I can divide in the issue into two parts. The first part is Reed, Sue, and the gang traveling the Franklin universes, exploring, and eventually, for no reason, Franklin loses his powers to create universes, and that is great. I'd be happy if he lost all his other powers, too. The second part of the issue is the... Griever lady? She really needs a better name. Wanting to come in and kill the Fantastic Four and destroy all those Franklin universes? Her motivation is really weak. I don't understand her at all. What is she? Where is she from? What is she doing? And then she has that moment where she lets Reed bring Ben and Johnny to join the fight. Is she an idiot too? Apparently. It's like when James, when a James Bond villain straps into a death trap and leaves the room. Do you want to lose, you idiot? Overall, I think I enjoyed this issue about the same as the first one. So on a scale of 1 to 4, I give it a 2.5. So, coming in the next issue of the Fantastic Four, I don't know. I assume all those superheroes are going to kick that griever lady's ass. I haven't read it yet, but I have a hunch. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes at iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. My other podcast is Comic Book Menace, which can be found at podomatic.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>